Welcome to the Hot Topic Bold Talk Podcast. Dr. Jacqueline is opening a forum for us to discuss opinions on the topics currently trending today. She's also going to share her experience with unique and diverse books that will encourage us all to think differently about the world and change our lives for the better. Together, we cover hot topics and get into the nitty gritty of how they affect our lives. All in the friendly and engaging tone so that you feel comfortable listening, even if it's not your favorite topic. This podcast is the perfect blend of knowledge and fun. We discuss everything and anything that matters today. Don't settle for the same old stuff. Get in on the conversation. Hello, my name is Dr. Jacqueline and I'm with DTP Leadership Group. This is Hot Topic, Bold Talk. Tonight I'm going to be very bold in Podcast 43. My title of it is How Demoralizing Is It for African Americans to See Politicians Changing the Factual Data of Their History? And what I'd like for you to learn from my podcast this evening and ask yourself this question. As an American, do you accept and support the contamination of black history in the United States? So let me introduce this uh, podcast 43 with these comments. In podcast 42, I gave you the facts about what students and teachers did at Hillcrest High School in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. The story includes ways African-Americans and white students walked out of the school in protest when white administrators would not allow them to create and provide the program they wanted to do. And this is the African-American students had planned something for African-American History Month. The primary reason they walked out was the racist comments that were made by the white administrators and teachers. So it wasn't just that they couldn't do the program. The white administrators said they did not want to hear the true story of what has happened to African-Americans in the United States from the beginning of the formation of America, since it was painful to hear. My statement is I have heard that too many times from whites in America. And I suggest that Robin DiAngelo's book called White Fragility needs to be read by all these administrators and teachers since they need to understand how racist their comments are and how they need to deal with their own feelings and thoughts about the history we have in America and learn how to deal with it and face it and face the reality of how African-Americans have been treated in our country. Now, I'm going to give you some examples of uh, politicians taking action that is a way to change African-American history and what's being presented, which I have great concern over since I used to teach history, uh, American history, and I taught government and advanced social problems and many things. And my concern is when you tell kids a lie, then they go somewhere else and all of a sudden they realized that the history they were taught 
was not true at all. And it's an embarrassment to them and it is puts them at a disadvantage. So my first example is Governor Kay Ivey from Alabama and her efforts to fight against what she calls woke people and organizations. Alabama Governor Kay Ivey fired the director of the early childhood education over the use of a teacher training book written by a nationally recognized education group. And the things I'm going to present about her actions were in the Associated Press article on April 22nd, 2023 at 2.46 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And here's what the article gave us as information. The book is a guide for early childhood educators. It is not, now hear that, it is not a curriculum taught to children. The governor's office cited two examples from the book on discussing white privilege and that the United States is, is built on systemic and, and structural racism and that Ivy's office claimed uh, that uh, they teach LGBTQ plus inclusion to four-year-olds. Now that's not at all what this early childhood book guide is about. Those sections, according to the copy of the 881-page book obtained by the Associated Press, discuss combating bias and making sure that all children feel welcome. So I think it's very important you to realize that you have to keep up with the news because you get really inappropriate um articles like this about uh, Ivy's um, actions, and you need articles like the Associated Press to get clear about what really happened. So let me go on with the article. Early childhood programs also serve and welcome families that represent many compositions, children from all families, single parent, grandparent-led, foster, LGBT, QIA+, and they need to hear and see messages that promote equality, dignity, and worth. And that's what the book says. The section on structural racism states that systemic and structural racism has permeated every institution and system through policies and practices that position people of color in oppressive, repressive, and... Uh, uh, menial positions. The early education system is not immune to these forces, says one of the, uh, the uh, writers of the article. It says preschool is one place where children begin to see how they are represented in society and that the classroom should be a place of, of affirmation and healing. Now the NAEYC is a nationally accredited board that works to provide high quality education materials and resources for young children. And they wrote this guide for nearly four decades and in partnership with hundreds of thousands of families and educators, 
developmentally appropriate practices has served as the foundation for high quality early childhood education across all states and communities. So that's who this organization is that wrote the guide. Ashley Hope Perez says in the Associated Press article that young people have a right to stories that help them learn. She is the author of the book, Out of Darkness, which is on the um, American Library Association's list of the most banned books. And you can imagine which uh, states they're in. Sadly, the great author of many books, Embra X. Kendi, is also on that list. His books help parents fight racism. And one of my most favorite books by Kendi is How to Raise an anti-racist child. These sources are banned by mega Republicans fighting against organizations that support diversity, equity, and inclusion. They do not know and resist knowing the impact of structural racism. These authors, they are banning know our entire culture is tainted by systemic and structural racism. I feel appalled at their ignorance, fear, and religious fanaticism that is embedded in the mega Republicans' belief structure attitudes and drive them to act like Governor Ivy did. Now let me present the threats that not only occur in Alabama, but are now occurring in Florida. The Florida Board of Education approved a new Black History Standard, and the critics of it, who are all the educators in Florida who teach children and young adults, say it is a big step backward. In this article by Nicole Chavez in CNN, updated 522 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Thursday, July 20th, 2023, we find a disturbing sense, um, censorship of African-American history. And here's what is said in this article. The Florida State, uh, Board of Education approved a new standard of, uh, set of standards for how black history should be taught in the state's public schools, sparking criticism from educators and civil rights activists who said students should be allowed to learn the full truth of American history. The new standards come after the state passed new legislation under Governor Ron DeSantis that bars instruction in schools that suggests anyone is privileged or oppressed based on their race or skin color. I think it's tragic because there are so many studies out that show uh, white privilege and how it's been a part of our history for years and how people of color have been oppressed uh, in our country for years. DeSantos has used his fight against wokeness to boost his national profile amid a national discussion of how racism and history should be taught in schools. The new standards require instruction for middle school students to include how slaves develop skills, which in some instances could be applied for their their person, their person uh, benefit. A document that lists the standards and is posted in the Florida Department of Education website says 
this very thing. When high school students learn about events such as the 1920 Ochoa massacre, the new rules it require that instruction include acts of violence perpetrated against and by African Americans. So by them. The massacre is considered the deadliest election day violence in U.S. history. And according to several histories of the, of the incident, it started when Moses Norman, a prominent black landowner in the Ochoa, Florida community attempted to cast his ballot and was turned away by white poll workers. Now I'm going to give you some more factual history uh, that DeSantis wants to ignore. And I'll give you that in a moment, but I want to continue with this article by uh, Chavez. The Florida Educational Association, a statewide teachers union called the new standards a disservice to students and a back and a and a big step backward for a state that has required teaching African American history since 1994. How can our students ever be equipped for the future if we don't have a they don't have a full honest picture of where we've come from? Florida students deserve a world class education that equips them to be successful adults who can help heal our nation's division rather than deepen it. Andrew Sparr, the uh, association president, said in his statement, Governor DeSantis is pursuing a political agenda guaranteed to set good people against one another, and in the process, he's cheating our kids. They deserve the full truth of American history, the good and the bad, Sparr added. Now, in another CNN article uh, on November 2nd, 2020, at 1.23 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have Harmit uh, Carr uh, as the author of it. There was a picture included of the unveiling of a historical marker nearly 100 years after July Perry was lynched by a white mob after Finn tried to vote. And here's the rest of the story of the Ochoa massacre and what is really the truth. It's been 100 years since the Ochoa massacre, a dark and often overlooked chapter in American history. November 2nd, 1920, African-American residents of Ochoa Florida went out to cast their votes in the presidential election, which was not a, a it was a very, uh, not an easy uh, task to do. In the decades since Reconstruction, Florida politics had been dominated by white Southern Democrats who fought to preserve slavery in the 1850s, and we're talking about in the 1920s now. Uh, this story is and had since obstructed African-Americans from exercising their constitutional rights through violence, intimidation, and legislation. But in the run-up to the 1920 election, black people in Ochoa were registering to vote in droves, a reality that threatened the grip of white supremacy 
wrote Paul Ortez, a history professor at the University of Florida, in a 2010 essay. State and local officials, along with the Ku Klux Klan, understood that white supremacy was in trouble, Ortiz wrote. They responded mercilessly. In an attempt to prevent black people from voting, a white mob in Ochea killed dozens of African-Americans, set fire to their houses, and drove them out of the community. It's the single bloodiest day in modern American political history, Ortez says. Now, this Ochea uh, massacre, it stemmed from one, uh, supposedly one uh, black man who attempted to vote. And there's going to be a shift of how DeSantis wants to use his story. But I, again, I'll go back to the truth about uh, the situation and the massacre. Records that do exist are few or far between, and, and contradictory experts say that's because the local officials succeeded in their attempt to cover up what happened. In recent years, historians have pieced together oral history, land records, and published accounts to put together a more accurate version of events and ensure that the massacre isn't forgotten. An effort documented in a recent report by the Orlando Senegal. According to several histories of the massacre, it started when Moses Norman, a prominent black landowner in Ochoi uh, community, turned up to uh, the polls and attempted to cast his ballot. Norman was turned away by poll uh, workers who told him that he hadn't uh, proper registration or paid the poll tax. According to a 2014 article, and the Florida Historical Quarterly. So he took the issue to a prominent Orlando lawyer and a Republican uh, Senate candidate who advised that Norman return and demand to be allowed to uh, exercise his right to vote. Norman returned with some reports indicating that he had a gun with him as he went up to the poll uh, workers and others uh, said that the white people found the gun in his car. Ultimately, he was again driven away by white residents and went to take refuge at the house of his friend, July Perry, another prominent black man in, in the community. A white mob formed and set out to find Norman, eventually arriving at Perry's home where a group of African-American residents had assembled. It's unclear who fired first, but violence broke out, leaving two white men dead and Perry injured. The authors of the Florida Historical uh, Quarterly article wrote, after the initial gunfire, the mob called in re uh, reinforcements and came back with a vengeance. More than 250 white people, among them members of the Ku Klux Klan, torched rows of houses where African-Americans lived and set fire to other community buildings. Perry was uh, lynched in Orlando. It's not clear how many African-Americans were killed, though the estimate ranges from 30 to as many as 50. Despite their efforts to fight back, nearly all of the African-Americans in Ochoa 
were driven out of town and didn't uh, return to live there for decades. Now, I think it's extremely tragic that a politician and the education board dominated by white mega Republicans will change American history so we do not have to face the truth. Each of us who know about these distortions of history need to take action in our own states where this is happening and support educators who are standing against these kinds of actions in our state and in other states. And let me uh, talk about now something that I think is amazing when I hear these kind of stories. There's an NPR and it's uh, also, uh, it's uh, the organization is Ipsos poll of parents about rights in education. And this is an excellent survey, very credible. And here's what was discovered in this survey. With all the disturbing rewriting of history to maintain white supremacy, the new poll says in this article that despite debates over parents' rights in education, most parents believe their child's school keeps them well-informed on the curriculum. So it's like politicians are ignoring the parents uh, who support the curriculum that they have for their children. And here, here's the information from the article itself. Most parents feel that their child's school keeps them well-informed about the curriculum. A minority report uh, addresses those that say that they have too little say over what's taught or believe schools are teaching about race, gender, identity, and sexual orientation ways that is inconsistent with their views. So there's a minority report, but it is a small group of people when you look at the survey as a whole. Three quarters of the parents, 76%, say that their schools, uh, their child's school does a good job in keeping them informed about the curriculum, including potentially controversial topics. Interestingly enough, there is no difference in this 76% uh, group uh, by party affiliation. There's no difference in the two parties uh, of these parents and what they say about it. Only 24% of parents believe they have too little say over what is taught and what books are in the, in the library at their kid's school. A plurality, 37%, doesn't know, while another third, three, 34%, say they have about the right amount of influence. Republican parents, 32%, are more likely than Democrats, 18% in independents, uh, 23%, to say they have too little say over what is taught and what books are in the library. More parents believe their child's uh, school is teaching about race and racism, racism and the impact of slavery and sexuality and gender identity in a way that is consistent with their values. However, a sizable proportion, lucky one out in three, indicate sometimes they still don't know what's being taught, but they are comfortable with it. Now, Republicans, 26% parents are more likely than Democrats at 11% and independents at 
to say there's a child's school is teaching about sexuality and gender identity in a way that is uh, that is um, inconsistent with their values. This is the only issue in the survey where there is significant difference in opinions between Republicans uh, and Democrats. And I think it's interesting that we're seeing a few Democrats and Republicans that are uh, that are uh, kind of agreeing with a small majority of uh, Republicans. So it's uh, Democrats and independents, excuse me, that are agreeing with Republicans. Now, Ipsos, which is the producer of this survey, is the world's third largest marketing research uh, company. It's presented in 90 markets and employs more than 18,000 people. It was founded in France in 1975, and Ipsos is, is listed on uh, the Euronext Paris uh, since July 1st of 1999. The company is part of the SBF 120, which is a French uh, stock uh, market uh, index, and it's a part of a number of other indexes uh, that show how effective this particular company is. So here we have a study that has been done that shows American parents are very happy with what's being taught, but we have some a majority of a minority, excuse me, of politicians who are creating a totally different picture. Now, I'd like to conclude in this way. While I was preparing this podcast, CNN published the following statement on July 22nd, 2023, about another discriminatory action that GOP Governor Kay Ivey is doing. She approved a new congressional map with just one major black district, despite a court order calling for the redrawing lines to create two major black districts or something quite close to it. The map must now be approved by the federal court. Interesting thing is the Supreme Court has sent, um, supported the Civil Rights Act, and she's not even paying any attention to it. I find it fascinating that President Trump is incapable of accepting consequences for his behavior when he has two indictments against him and it appears a third won't be coming. My belief is mega Republicans like Ivy are doing the same behavior Trump does by defying the court order for having two majority black districts so that she can suppress the voting rights of African Americans in her state. And I hold Trump responsible for creating mega Republicans that will refuse to obey court orders, even when the Supreme Court has come down with the decision to protect the rights of African Americans to vote and elect representatives from two major black districts in Alabama. When politicians, I think, have the audacity to impact the voting rights of people in our democratic nation, then we need to remove them from office. After hearing the results of a highly professional survey, we can conclude that parents know what is being taught in their schools 
and Democrats and independents are comfortable, and there are a smaller portion of Republican parents that do not think what is being taught in schools is in line with their values. In both Florida and Alabama, teachers and parents are taking very firm lines about what Republican politicians are doing concerning education. In my own state, Texas, Mothers Against Greg Abbott are consistently educating parents about what mega-Republicans are attempting to do to censor our educational institutions. They were able to turn around a community in West Texas by educating parents about what these Republicans were attempting to do in their community, and they stopped the censorship process uh, because the parents were educated about what was happening. The more informed you are about what is happening in our country about education, the more you will be prepared to hold your ground with people that support the actions we are seeing in several states. We need to speak out and vote for those that support our children receiving the truth about American history. We can no longer keep quiet. We need to take stands on refusing to let people ban books from our libraries that help teach about how to confront racist acts actions and refuse to have American, African history, African-American history, or any other groups of history to be censored or rewritten. And I believe this, our democracy is under threat and never forget what these mega Republicans are doing. We need to pay attention and be ready because we need to vote people who do not support our democracy out of office. Thank you for listening to the Hot Topic Bold Talk podcast. Now remember to get in on the conversation, head on over to patreon.com slash Dr. Jacqueline. Bye for now.